The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Kick off the show here. (laughs) (laughs) We're in green! (laughs) So cleaned up. All right, Holy welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to the Mafia cast. Oh, my gosh. Talk about <laughs> last it, second. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Awesome timing. Awesome welcome timing, to the Mafia right. cast. Yeah, I know. Uh, part of the Buffalo Rumblings uh, podcast network. Uh, all of our listeners, if you're on right now, thank you. Appreciate you. Look, I, I signed into the show literally as the pro, the, the opening was, was going. Um, yeah been a crazy couple of weeks for me but here we are we made it um how you guys doing good good that was an exciting uh entrance you made there <laughs> i'm doing all right Boy, I see the smoke behind me here. yeah yeah <laughs> it's been a whirlwind no, of I, day yeah it has it has um i was in uh, walla walla washington this week we just got back in town today. I had some stuff at the office I had to do. And then I was the last one at the office, so I had to set the alarm and everything. So I set it. I opened up the gate to get my truck out of the yard, and I'm leaving. And I'm like, oh, crap, did that just set off the alarm? So then I had to turn around and go back oh, man. to make sure that I didn't accidentally set it off, which I didn't. So everything's good. But I I wasted about 15 minutes to make sure everything was good. And But I made it. Here we go. Hey, and everything's good. <laughs> everything's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let's get into the show, guys. Uh, All right. It's been a rough week for for Bills and Bills fans. I know there are a lot of Bills fans out there. Um, I, I mean, I'm seeing people throwing the towel in the season, which I mean, I understand. But uh, where do you guys stand on this season? Before we get into anything else, I, I want to hear from you guys because I tweeted out this morning that for me, I still believe like, we've seen this offense be great. We know what they're capable of. Five and four. It's not the end of the world. Only a game behind the Dolphins. But what do you guys think? 
you're right. I'm 100% with you. I've, I have not, I've lost hope watching games, but I have not lost much hope uh, for the season. I just haven't. It hasn't hit me. I don't know if I'm in denial. It just hasn't hit me yet. And I, I really think we're going to go on a tear here soon. So bring it on. Yeah. I felt like in <laughs> when the seven and six year, like when we were seven and six and then 13 seconds mm-hmm. happened, I felt better about that team. But I was I wasn't one of the ones that hated Dable. You know, that always was, you know, until he had his like one or two good years with Josh, like everybody was like, get rid of Dable. I mean, worse than they are to yeah. Dorsey. And but I I loved Dable. I thought he was fantastic. I mean, you don't work for, you know, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick because you're you know, like the both like both of those guys, I mean, renowned considered the best head coach at like at each of their respected levels. So I, I was a fan of him. Like you could see the progression that he was making, he and John both making every year. It just mm-hmm. seemed like that year was more lumps in the road and just trying to figure things out this year. It's, I mean, between the injuries on defense and then the complete inconsistencies on offense I mean, I'm still optimistic. I'm not somebody that's going to say, I think we're going to miss the playoffs. I think we're not very good. You know, let's suck for Jamar Chase. But if it if it happens, I won't be, like, entirely shocked. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like, ex- it, like, explain, explain what you mean by Jamar Chase, because some people are probably like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it was a Brandon Bean quote. He was at the press conference. You yeah. know, like, if there was ever a time, like, where you would – suck enough like to get a top like to get a top wide receiver a top pick you know like and he's like i don't ever want to suck that bad you know that's why he doesn't ever trade the farm you know and try trade for you know Devonte adams when he doesn't need to or you know or trade up like 10 picks like give up next year's first and second to trade up into the current draft and get it with the top five pick you know he and he never wants to be there because we're that bad i don't either you know, I, I'm Agreed. more so willing to give up picks. Like if we're going to get an established player, I would rather do that than trade up to try to draft somebody because it's, you know, you know what you're going to get. Yes. I mean, we knew what we were going to get in Stefan Diggs, maybe not even to this extent. I don't think we expected him to be first in catches, you know, basically be the best wide receiver in the league since he's come to the bills. But Nobody knew Justin Jefferson was going to be the second best wide receiver in that same time span in the NFL. You know, it's like the Bills were damned if they did. They they were damned if they didn't. It was one of those things, you know, you can't yeah. predict the future, but I would rather bet it on somebody that you've seen it, you know what they can do, and they're still young enough to where giving them that contract, that second contract, or maybe even third, is still worth it. Right. No, I completely agree with you. I want to – I'm going to touch really quick on Roy's comment here. Is this going to be another fire Dorsey episode? I personally am not on board with that. I'm just, I don't think we're there to that point. I think, I think the offense as a whole, the players, the coaches, all aspects of it uh, need to, to get things figured out for sure. Uh, as there's some things that maybe Dorsey or McDermott or have some of their decisions that I agree with, obviously no, but there's, there's just to me, there's still so much promise and potential there because we've seen it. We've seen how good this team can be. 
at least on the offensive side of the ball. I know the defense is going to be – it's going to be rough with all the injuries. I get that. Um, but also on the flip side of that too, even if you do move on from Dorsey, it's not going to happen in the middle of the season. So people I know, you'd be just like, move on from that. Pretty much throw it's the season like away that. at that point. Right? It's not yeah. like Rex Ryan, you know, or Josh – or like what's going on in Oakland with Josh McDaniels. You know, like that That was a dumpster fire. Rex Ryan was a right. dumpster fire. Like it's – it's a situational type thing. You know, like this isn't that bad. You know, we're not putting up three points. A game. It, it, it may feel like it compared to the last few years, but we're not, you know, there. But now that you guys are all talking about it, I feel like we might, we should jump ahead and get to this. What ifs? Cause this is kind of rolling <laughs> right in, right into this. Okay. All right, let's do it. So I had, I was just, I had just got home from work, just got out of the shower and sat down for five minutes. And like these like scenarios just popped into my head. So we're going to go like, do you guys want all three at once? Or do you want a one by one? We'll break it down each. Let's do it one by one. Okay. So the first one is what if we get to say two games below 500 and you know, Josh's shoulders still bothering him. You know, it's one of those things. Do we decide to suck bad enough for Jamar Chase? <laughs> Casey, I'll let you like, take it we, first. Or Mike, I'll let you go first. Do we shut, like, do we, do we shut oh. Josh down? Do we shut Josh That'd be down? Ugly. Just... That would be ugly. I'd, I'd hate to watch that. Oh but, my would it, but would it be worth it? But would it be no. worth it? I mean, no. Look at what the Bengals were before they got Jamar Chase. I mean, Joe Burrow, you know, he was good, yeah. but they wouldn't be what they are without Jamar Chase. Not even close. Yeah, I think if you so if we're talking two games under five hundred, that means that they essentially lose the next three games, which is the Broncos, Jets, uh, and I think the Eagles is after that. Yep. Yep. So then that would put us at five and seven. Five and seven. Yep. I mean, you kind of have to because there's no. So he, if he's legitimately just play the second string if, the rest if, of the season. <laughs> if Allen is legitimately injured and there's risk of further injury, then maybe I consider that. But even at five and seven, you can still run the table and go ten and seven, get it in the playoffs, and who the heck knows what's gonna happen mm. at that point. If yeah. he can still play, I say he still plays. If he's legitimately injured and it's more of a like a like a true injury, not just something that's kind of hurting. Uh, then yeah, I can maybe uh, entertain that idea, but I'm one of those. And until the fat lady's singing, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it ain't over. Uh, I was I was not there physically, but I was in my living room on the couch watching that greatest comeback in playoff history, 35 to three. Um, I've seen this team score three touchdowns in 77 seconds against the Broncos years ago to come from behind and win a game there. I there's just been so many examples like you just never know until it's. Until it's done, it's done. Uh, and if it's not done, then, yeah, no, I'm not throwing in the towel at, at all. So the whole mathematical equations, I'm Einstein over here trying to figure out, okay, what is, what's got to happen? <laughs> there's still a chance. Dumb and dumber. So, wh- so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> That's what we should have named our show. Dumb and dumber and dumber. Dumber at that point. Dumber. <laughs> let, let, let everybody else figure out who's who. Hey, I was within yeah. one point of the last score prediction <laughs> if the scores were flipped. <laughs> Excuse me, who chose the And we won. Winner? I know, I know. But we're so, not talking yeah, about that okay, right so, now. 
Yeah, we're not. Here, All right. What, here's the second. What's the next one. What if we bounce back like the seven six year and lose in the AFC championship like closely? And you know everything's just kind of mad. Like we go on the run, just like the like just like we did that year. Like would everything be like forgiven and forgotten? Like all the issue, like this huge, you know, four or five week span. Would it like everything that we've all said about Dorsey and Josh and McDermott? Would everything be forgiven? It's not a Super Bowl win, and it's not even going to the Super Bowl. But it's losing the AFC Championship game, which we understand how hard it is to get there, seeing as how Josh Mm -hmm. hasn't been there since his fourth year, third, Mm -hmm. fourth year. Um, So So like, what, like, what would your guys' like opinion be? And what would, do you think like the organization would do next? I think first of all, it depends. I mean, if the offense puts up 30 plus 40 plus points during that whole stretch, uh, yeah, I think that puts it all behind us and people have to just accept the fact that maybe Dorsey is, a halfway good offensive uh, mind, and it just took some time for whatever reason to kind of get things figured out, which we'll talk about that in a little bit because there, you know, there were some things that McDermott said earlier in the week that there was kind of odd to me. But um, if they're limping along still and they're beating the Broncos by three points and somehow they luckily managed to trip their way into several wins and get to the AFC Championship game, I think it's a different conversation then. Um, so it just, uh, for me, it just kind of depends on how we get there. Um, as far as the off season, I don't know what this team is going to do. Every off season, we try to figure that out and we try to guess and then we were wrong every time. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, initially I would have said they'd go corner in first round, but I think that changes with the addition of Douglas because he is on a two-year deal still. Um, I can see them extending him as well if he you know, plays well. Free agency, I haven't had a chance to see who could be potentially out there. I, I really don't know what this team's going to do. I think they need to start looking. Like, Diggs has not shown us any signs of decline yet, but when that decline comes, it comes fast, and oftentimes unexpectedly. So I, I would like to see them go a little higher in this year's draft to um, have some more answers for that offense. I know they drafted Justin Shorter, which somebody in here, Tony Miller, asked, why aren't they trying him? I don't think they need to. Uh, I don't think there's a problem necessarily with the wide receivers. Kincaid's been killing it. Shakir's been doing really well. Diggs is Diggs. We have all the weapons there. So so I don't know. Do they start to answer some of the concerns we might be having at the safety position? Like, there's a real opportunity real possibility that we have neither one of our starting safeties next year. So this upcoming game. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's possible. Well, we saw that a lot last year, what five games, I think Poyer missed. So there was five games that we saw without either one of them. We didn't have rap last year. So I think that will help alleviate some of those issues this year, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. That's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah. So you're saying we get that far and then, uh, you know, there's no issues with the staff. You're, you're, we're just going to, you know, focus on keep building this team, you know, bringing in all the talent we can and we just keep at it. Right. So yeah. I, I, I kind of agree with that, you know, and, and what it would be, would be, you know, Dorsey sort of proving, you know, that he could do the job that Dayball did. Right. Um, and get us there. So I, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, the big thing for me though, is 
if it's the Chiefs. <laughs> God, I, you, you know, you can't lose to the freaking Chiefs again, again in that yeah. game. That's a good point, Mike. So, like, what would, like, what does that do to Sean McDermott if he loses right, that, to the Chiefs? That makes you again? question it. And, and like, it's, even if, even though it's in Arrowhead again, just like every other playoff game. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't matter at this point. You know, you've seen if we them, lose you, at home them against enough. them. Which I, yeah, I doubt at this point, but but I mean, like, you'd have home field, but in the AFC championship game, like, we lose to Mahomes 35 30, you know, something like that. Similar what does that game. say about Sean McDermott? You know, like, does that, does that start making his seat even hotter, being like, he, he just can't get past A, the Chiefs, or B, like, the AFC Championship game. As far as for the Bills Mafia, they'd be all sorts of riled up over it. <laughs> like, yeah, us, I mean, the same thing again, every year. That's over what I'm wondering. Over, yeah, again, you know, though, I think it depends on how it plays out. It, right. If they go into that game and it's 35-30 to 30 or 35-31, um, let's say the Chiefs drove down the field, and uh, if yeah. you don't have another 13-second situation where, okay, yeah. Chiefs beat us. Plain and simple, they outplayed us this day. They made one more play than we did. And it's not a moment where you have to question, like, somebody's decision. Um, which yeah, I think <laughs> since I started doing content creation and really kind of paying attention to the fan base a little bit more, I, I think the fans are going to – they're going to cook up something to complain about, and they're going to find somebody to blame almost regardless of the outcome. If the Bills win a Super Bowl – they're not going to blame McDermott. They're not going to blame Dorsey. Dorsey could lead this offense and put up 40 points. The defense can – if we went out there and won a Super Bowl 40-3, to three, somebody's going to find something to complain about. Oh, well, McDermott, he shouldn't have gone for it on that fourth. Now, that was a stupid decision. It led to three points. <laughs> that yeah. I, I'm 100% confident. Some people don't want to be there. Base, I, I don't think they True. do. I think some people just want to complain to complain yeah. because maybe they're – they don't want to be disappointed, so they're like, I'm just going to go ahead and bitch about this now because next year we might suck. And I'll be like, told you so. <laughs> Aren't you a By joy? the way, we, we call them Karens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I wasn't going to go there, but. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Put a name to the face. There you go. <laughs> there nice you hair. Go, yeah. So we have, we have one more scenario. <laughs> All right. What if we're, like, in the middle of the road? We lose the div- We lose the division make the wild card and win one game, like barely, like we did last year, you know, 35-32 against the Dolphins. What's next? Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. 
Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Next, you know, but like, so we didn't make the, we made the playoffs. We didn't, um, you know, we didn't get home field. We didn't win the division. We barely, you know, say we barely beat, you know, Miami and Miami in the playoffs, but then we get smoked in the divisional round by, you know, say the Jaguars again, you know, like what would, what would be next? If like, we, we like, you like you said, we limp in at ten and seven, you know, and we just you know we just kind of walk our, we limp our way through that first playoff game, and then that second one, like it it looks just like it did last year. You know, we're we're out of gas, we're done. You know, I mean, there were times last like after that game when McDermott's seat probably had never been hotter. So, like, do you think like that would finally make the pot boil over if we had the same kind of playoff exit? And enter an entrance into the playoffs. First of all, I don't think McDermott's seat is hot based on the organization. I think the fan base has heated up his seat, mm-hmm. which can Agreed. lead to the organization heating up that seat as well. I, I well, that's why that's why Andy Reid got fit, fired from Philly. It's exactly yeah. why. Uh, if it's if it's more of the same, I do think maybe you have to start looking at okay, what something needs to change. I don't, again, it's hard for me to point the finger at McDermott as a guy who would need to to go because I just feel like what he has done for this organization, a lot of fans uh, have ignored at this point. I get it. They want more. I understand that. But, and I've said this before, I do not ever want to experience 17 years again. That was just miserable. I would rather what we have now. Then do 17 years of, of crap because I may not live for another 17 years. <laughs> so you are especially, like, um, especially with the, <laughs> especially with the way they've been playing. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, but that's uh, true. I, I just don't think McDermott's the is a, is the problem. Is he part of it? Yes. Is Dorsey part of it? Yes. Is Allen part of it? Yes. That's and my point there is this is a team thing. It's not just one yeah. guy. Yeah. Like if it was just Dorsey, then I think the team could overcome that. If it was just McDermott, the team could overcome that. If it was just this or just that, the team could overcome it because there's so many other great things about this team. But that's not what's happening. It's multiple things. It's Allen not, you know, hitting the underneath wide open guy. And instead, he wants to try to put it in a hole between a cover two coverage that he's done before and he knows he can, but he does. But but that moment, he did not. It's it's Dorsey calling a shotgun draw on a second down and ten. It's for the seventy eighth time know. this year. You don't want to be predictable. Yeah, so yeah. I just don't think it's just one thing, one thing only. Yeah, uh, but I, I can't do get think mad at that if at it's Dorsey. more of the same. Yeah, because I, I think if it's more of the same, then something's going to change. If I was an OC, I'd I'd play a call like him, and it'd drive everyone nuts. And I <laughs> I play Madden like he does. I run it on fourth and seven. It's true. It's really annoying. It's really annoying. So Roy makes a really good point here. And Spence tweeted, Chase Spencer King tweeted about this earlier this week and made the comparison. Is Sean McDermott our Mark Jackson to the warrior Steve Kerr? Is Sean McDermott our Steve Jackson? And now it's time for us to go get our Steve Kerr. Because, like Roy said, it seemed like the Warriors, you know, were at their ceiling with Mark Jackson as their head coach. 
and it seems like, I mean, it it's, it has seemed so far that we know what the Bills' ceiling is so far with Sean McDermott, you know, that we're comfortable with saying is, you know what I'm saying? So do we, do we maybe, you know, if, say, Dable somehow gets fired this year and we're like, and it's a bad, it's an ugly playoff exit for us, are we like, dude, come home. Come work an hour and a half from where you grew up, you know. Like if it, it's stable, it's but it's probably but you know what I'm saying. If it's if it's a high like end, off, but if it's a high end offensive mind, you know, like I mean, Steve, I mean Steve Kerr, like he, everybody was claiming for him to be a head coach. You know, like if if we if there's a new shiny head coach out there that everybody's like, yeah, we need him, yeah, we need him. Like it was, it was all of a sudden, it's like all right, like. We got like Sean, you've done very well for us, and like we appreciate obviously everything you've done. You know, you've built what we have. We think it's just like time to let bygones be bygones, or let him be the defensive coach. Yeah, because we don't have that right now. uh, He he wouldn't. I guarantee you, he would not do that. And I guarantee you, if he gets fired, there will be a team that hires him. Oh, immediately, and he should be hired. But I just like I mean, not necessarily. I think, but like I can see. I understand the comparison being made to where like maybe this is his ceiling, you know, like maybe it is. Yeah. Or they've done better. I, I mean, you're saying if we repeat last year, but he's done. Or not better. Even, if we just keep getting, you know, if we just keep losing the playoffs, keep losing the playoffs, keep losing the playoffs. That's what Andy Reed did. Andy Reed went to the uh, FC championship game. What? Like four times or something with the Eagles and lost his job. McDermott's like once, like I, I mean that well, that's and, really saying something. Yeah. On the flip side, on the flip side of that too, I'm going to compare this to baseball. Uh, the Reds, they were a playoff team multiple years under Dusty Baker, but they just couldn't, again, couldn't get over the hump, couldn't get to the World Series, uh, and then he got canned. That was and then they sucked. Five six years ago. The only time the Reds have made the playoffs since then was during that shortened season because of COVID. So that doesn't really count. That's what I'm worried about. There's more crap coaches out there than there are good ones. And I do feel like we do have a good one. And I am willing to be more patient and and continue because just like you said with Reed, how long did it take him to get one? Um, And I wanted to do this, and I haven't had time this week, but I did want to go back and look at some of the other – Super Bowl winning coaches, how long did it take them to get there? Um, you know, there's the, the greats like Bill Walsh. How long was he the coach at San Francisco before he finally got that first one? Tony Dungy. Tony, that's, uh, yeah, Tony Dungy is a, is a good one. Um, I like the, I, there's a whole bunch of, you know, great coaches, and I'd just be curious to look at that. And I, I think my concern too would be if they, if they get rid of this coaching staff, who comes in? Who do you right. who, bring in? Who is, who is out, out there that you would be confident in? Because I don't want to bring in a rookie coach. This team's got too much talent to be wasted mm-hmm. on somebody learning on the fly, which is what they did with Dorsey. But See, I, I feel like that wasn't that was an internal hire. So you got something to I say? Don't, so yeah, I see the rookie coach thing hasn't been at such a detriment as you're making it out to be, though. Look at what. Um, oh my God. Dumb, dumb down in Miami's doing I, McDaniel's. I couldn't think of his name. Look at what Sean Mc, McVay has done, real quick. <laughs> look, look what um, uh, Shanahan has done in uh, uh, San Francisco. Look, look what um, 
other dumb dumb has done up in Green Bay. You know, I mean, and then look at the new uh, uh, Nick Sirianni with the Eagles came right in, completely turned that in around in two years. He turned, and that was after coming off the Carson Wentz. He didn't. He drafted a second round Jalen Hurts quarterback that nobody thought anything of. And so, you know, he's, uh, he late. didn't draft him. That was Peterson. Mm, was was he? Yeah, because then they fired Peterson after that first year because oh, of yeah, the you're quarterback right. situation. Okay, so still he came in yeah. with basically yeah, a, a rookie quarterback, and mm-hmm. like I mean, it's I mean, it's. It's not the world's worst thing. I mean, look at what the Colts are doing right now with Gardner Minshew. They hired, you know, the shiny offensive coordinator from last year. And they are, you know, beating teams and nobody's expecting that. No, I understand, you know, their run game has been out of their mind. Somehow Zach Moss learned to play football again and Jonathan Taylor's back. (laughs) But Gardner Minshew has, you know, like at least been serviceable. Michael Pittman, you know, he's coming into his own again. Josh Downs, you know, it's one of those things like it's, it's not as bad as everyone makes it out makes it seem to be anymore. But it, because these but it can because be. these coaches, it can be, but more like not. I won't say more often than not, but it's getting a lot closer to fifty fifty now. Hmm. I, I just saw a revolving door of coaches last, during that seventeen years, and that scares the crap out of me. Agreed. I mean, hey man, well that that might also might be like I might be speaking off of what I just know. At this point, you know, I'm used to, all right, bad football team, give it to the coach. You know, that's what, that's what I grew up with. That's what I saw. Coaches didn't stay here longer than two years, my entire childhood. You know, Doug Marone was the first coach that I saw stay here for an extended period of time. Then all of a sudden he's like, I hate this place. I'm gone. <laughs> you know, like, and, like that broke my heart. He was a Syracuse coach. They, I was like, oh my God, he's going to my favorite team. Like, let's go. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. no. Buffalo's a dump. He's like, screw this. I'm going to Jacksonville, <laughs> the glorious city of Jacksonville. The sun like, and yeah, sun and sunshine. Um, really quick, Roy, uh, big red machine days for the Red Square Day. I, first of all, Roy, are you a Reds fan? Secondly, they did win a World Series after the big red machine. They won it in 1990 when they have one of the greatest bullpens in Major League Baseball, nicknamed the Nasty Boys, like one of the best nicknames. Hey, this All is right, a football. M- moving forward. Football. <laughs> I just had things to throw actually that in happened there. in our game. There's not I a lot of stand around. I, I like that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate the you. nasty boys. <laughs> now we need the nasty boys of the Bills to bring it together. Would that not be a perfect uh, nickname for an offensive line group? The nasty boys. I don't know. I like it. All right, let's move on to the game. I gotta keep my comments to myself. We'll talk yeah. about it after the show. Okay. Hey, I haven't eaten since 6.30 this morning, so after the show, I'm going to get some food. Yeah, I don't know if I want to stick around for that. <laughs> you can text it. Uh, this weekend, Bills, or uh, well, after the weekend, Monday night, Bills-Broncos, I believe it's the last Monday night game for the Bills this year. Uh, are you guys worried about this game? No. Who's who's not? Apparently, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, Mike isn't, apparently. We're going to blow this uh, team you- out. <laughs> I do like the confidence in that. Um, we have to. I, this is the do or die game. Last week was not. This is, even though kind of feels like a little bit. It is to me. Um, that, Casey, what 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 scares you? Do, do do the Broncos have a legitimate chance of winning? And why? 
if you believe that. Yes, they have a legitimate chance playing. The why is because we don't know which freaking team is going to show up. Yeah. That's the reason. They have a, you know, I, I understand. They gave up 70 to Miami. I get it. You know, but anomalies happened. They're still a like a good defense and they're getting better. And I mean they have Patrick Sertan who Bills Mafia was clamoring for, oh my god, get the best corner in the league. Okay. Now we're going against the best corner in the league. Yeah. You know, so there there's something to be said for that. Russell Wilson, as much as we all want to make fun of him, he is playing better this year. I mean, he he is. He's throwing more touchdowns, bet more yards, less interceptions. The team as a whole, not great, but you know they're like they're they're streaky like us. If they get hot, if Russell gets hot again, you know, and Sutton and Judy are not slouches at receivers, you know they. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. There's some things that worry me about this game. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Russell Wilson playing better. I, I'm going to ask you guys this question really quick. It's about football, but it's not about the Bills necessarily. You got Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray coming off injury. Who do you play this weekend on a fantasy football? This is a very important question. Russ. I think, I you, play, I, I think you play Russell Wilson against the Bills' beat-up defense. I think you go pick up Taylor Heineke and start him against the Titans. <laughs> I did that last week, and it didn't go so well with Heineke. He wasn't terrible, but all right, I just had to throw that in there. I think he's um, like that's the equivalent of what you're about to get. I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, twenty points. That's that's about it. I, I'd be happy with twenty at the rate my I, season's gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so with this game, I. I on paper, yeah, we should we should handle them easily. Uh, because of the way things have been going, you're right. We're not so sure. And you can ask the question and say it depends on which Bills team shows up. But we've seen different Bills teams within the same game almost every single week. Mm-hmm. They come out flat and they put up points in the second half. Or they come out and they just go down the field like it's nothing in the first drive, and then they disappear for three, two and a half quarters. <laughs> and then they just, oh, okay, yeah, we're playing a football game. And here they go again, right? So, God, I hate this. I don't team. know. Yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> Josh Allen said today, I think it was today in a press conference, he talked about that he felt like that they were close, like something was like they were almost there. 
Um, well, let's talk about the players only meeting since that happened today. Um, well, that, uh, yeah, Latavius we're Murray having no super in. secret meeting. <laughs> the players super secret. It wasn't so secret. No, but that's we the joke. But, but it's, yeah, uh, I got you. Content so, is secret. Like we don't know. You know, you weren't there. <laughs> you didn't get invited. And I didn't either. Well, I'm not saying that I wasn't not invited. I just was on the road when the invite came. Through. I'm just kidding. Oh, obviously. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what Khalil Shakir said was basically Murray was like, guys, look around this room. This is an incredibly talented offense. And, and just kind of get them, you know, motivated, kind of get everybody in their, their, their right mind again. But that's kind of the, I mean, that's one reason why, for me, I still believe because they are a talented team. Kincaid is starting – like, he's already set the Bills' rookie record for receptions in a season, and he's had 23 of those. He's had 40 receptions on the year, 23 of them in the last, I believe, three games. So – and then Shakir is starting to come on and be an, an integral piece of the, the offense too. It's just somewhere in between the first and the fourth quarter, we got to get some points, and it, and I hope that that happens. But we've seen player meetings in the past, not necessarily with this team, but just in general. Do you guys put much stock into those? It's the timing of them that you got to wonder about. You know what I'm saying? The timing is perfect right now. Well, when a player meeting is called Monday morning, that's when it's like like off a bad loss and like you can clearly see why. You know, and like uh, there's been a trajectory. Kind of like when the Raiders called one against Josh McDaniels, and next thing you know, he's fired. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Latavius Murray has been around the league for, you know, what seems like 100 years now, has been on all sorts of teams, you know, playoff you know playoff teams. He's never won a Super Bowl, but he's played in the playoffs. He's been a 1,000-yard rusher multiple times for different teams. You know, he's been on – very good offenses. He knows what talent looks like. So when someone like him is like, all right, you know, like someone just needs to take the dad role for a minute. Like, all right, guys, like let's, let's pull our heads out of our, you know, what behind, you know? Yeah, there we go. Thank you, yeah. Mike. And in the uh, army, we like, refer to that as a four point of contact. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> But I'm like, using that at work. That's that's why you bring in <laughs> veterans like that is to like ha- is to be man enough to like take that to make that hard conversation and to do it and like to not be like all right we all we know the coaches are having their own problems we are having our problems as well you know it's time for us to take a strong look me like look in the mirror at ourselves and uh, okay yes they, I mean um, Dorsey's having issues we understand it you know he, it's just his second year as a as a offensive coordinator so he is still learning we can't really use that excuse with mcdermott anymore being like he's not all that new being a head coach he's been around the block a time or two at this point yeah so it, it's so the defense know, has stayed like, solid right even with being beat up it's like to played, McDermott's credit it's played in it's played good enough to where we yeah. should be in every game every yeah. game should be a nail biter basically and not just <laughs> because we're coming back down two scores all right but I I don't take any like buy like anything into the into this players only meeting. It's to me it's more so, guys. Let's just do this thing. Like look like figure it out. You know it's on you guys. You know they 
it's a bad play, make the best of it. You know, one of those type things. Yeah, first of all, Mike, you, you brought up a good point just now. And then I thought lost I <laughs> lost what I was gonna say about it, but um I, I do question the timing because you're like you said, if it doesn't happen on a Monday after a bad loss, why on Thursday? It kind of makes me wonder if he doesn't or he's not seeing the the players, I don't say moping around the locker room and in practice, but maybe he's like, okay, this team is clearly not in the right mind. And he can even see that in practice. And maybe that's why he did that today. Like, okay, something's got to change, guys, because you guys are like dragging ass around here. And I don't like it. You're too talented for this kind of kind of thing. So that's the only thing that, to me, I think is yeah, I mean, a little, brings it a little bit into question. But yeah, I mean – just sort of, you know, I think Casey's muted. He's trying to talk. I was muted. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> no, this is the second players only meeting in the last few weeks. Let's just put that into consideration. Mike, go ahead. Oh. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know the there was another one not not long ago. I know we there's been a few of them. Um but I I'm hoping it's just more like a like a pregame, you know, pep it up talk it up, chat it up, you know, kind of just get the guys fired up, you know, a little bonding, you know, it, it's not this, you know, practice. I, you know, I don't, I don't know the routine after practice or whatever, you know, but it's not, it, it's not a special occasion meetup. You, you know what I mean? So just, I, I, it's just an opportunity, you know, outside of practice or, you know, not out of their normal routine, just to get together, chat, chat it up, you know, fire each other up, you know, you're doing this good. You're, you know, this, this could use some work, you know, and if, and man, if we do it, then, you know, we're, we're looking in good shape. So just try to get everybody on the same page. You know, that we've seen some miscommunications on the field, um, things like that, but just, just get everybody in that same state of mind. that are like, not now, now is the time it's, it's right now. So yeah, I think the timing's perfect. Yeah, I, something's got to change, obviously. Um, let me talk about what I was going to say earlier. So with McDermott and the com- some comments that he made, talking about how they were wanted to try different offensive styles in the game. That is the one of the strangest things I've ever heard a head coach say in the middle of a season. Like, yeah. that's the kind of stuff you do in preseason. So that kind of goes back to what I was saying. There are some things about the coaching staff that they've done that I'm like, I kind of question. But is that something that would concern you guys? Because to me, I see this team out there, and I see them in the up-tempo, no-huddle, hurry-up offense, whatever you want to call it, and I see them just going up and down the field like it's, you know, like nothing, like there's no defense out there. So I don't understand quite why just stay in that. I get the risk and the pressure you put on your defense because they can, they can get tired out if you don't sustain drives. I understand all that. But I think in this league, just go score. And if the other team can keep up, Great, but just go score points and put the pressure on their the opposing offense to do that. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. If that's just that that comment was odd to me to hear somebody a coach say that now. Yeah, <laughs> right. But also, <laughs> but, but but also you you don't want to limit yourself to anything, right? You got to. You, you'd like to think you've tried everything at this point, but have they really? 
I'm sure there's other things that they can do. But <laughs> feels like not yeah, during the game is not a good time to like practice right. plays or I I don't know what, what that means. We also gotta think about just how often the three of us miss like just like I am right now. Like not saying to write woods. It's <laughs> kind of like it's I yeah. feel like Sean McDermott just kind of gets lost like with his words sometimes. And just like when like with the whole dig thing, very concerned. You know, I think yeah. it was one of those I was things. Thinking like, that one exactly. And then same and same thing with this, where it's like he just, he's just not choosing the correct words, and people are taking it like what he says, obviously to heart, because that's all we're given yeah. is that short is that short span and time with him that he has to answer questions. But like I kind of do do the same thing in my like personal life, to where like I like I'll say things. Like, say it like half joking, you know, like expecting like the person to understand exactly what I'm getting. And all of a sudden it's quite literal. And I'm like, Oh, Whoa, 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 Whoa. whoa. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but right, yeah. can't like, can't just get on Facebook live and be like, Hey man, like I just, I was kidding. like, I'm sorry. Like, like it just doesn't work. Like, so I always like, I always try to try to think about it like that. Like, I wonder if he just genuinely might've misspoke, like just chosen the wrong, like he just got like chose the wrong word. Yeah. Yeah. I or like it, if he had he was really thinking possible. of something else, he was he was completely somewhere else in his mind and and just sort of are you concerned and kind of just repeat it back. Yeah, concerned. Yep. But he's he's focused yeah, I, on something else. <laughs> yeah. And he's just gotta give yeah. him a quick word. Uh, Roy, I did like the way Kelsey defended Josh on the so called intentional grounding call. Let's let's talk about that one, but I also want to talk about the other I don't I don't uh, want I don't say it's I've question. Never... I, I... I've never been so mad at a call in my life. Which one? Which one? The the which one? The one that was like the world's biggest non-penalty I have ever seen in my life. What do you (laughs) mean intentional grounding? Bro ran a comeback route. Josh is like, you're going deep, and it's nope, here's your flag. (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh man. Yeah, Alan came up off the bench. He was unglued. He's like, what? Oh, uh, yeah, that was said the same exact words at the exact same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that one was shocking. And and that's one of those moments, too, where we always hear about the officials in New York watching. Uh, that yeah. should have been one of those moments where New York calls like, oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold the phone. Answer, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> yeah. and, and fix that. But, just yeah, that, that was wild. Here. Yeah. Yeah, just, just wild. Oh, but... Yeah. Um, what about the, the taunting call? I, I, when that happened, I tweeted out, uh, the, the comparison to Tyreek Hill throwing up the deuces, which I've never seen him throw flags. Somebody on Twitter responded and said they have before, but not all the time. Yeah. I've never seen it, but I don't watch every single Chiefs game either. I remember uh, Tyreek did get flagged. And I think at some point he got a glove that only had yeah. the peace fingers a different color yep. so he could do this and it would still mean that <laughs> so that I, I do believe he was flagged um it, but but pointing Mike i mean is, josh could have been like hey you got some dirt on your shirt or something you know like what is he pointing <laughs> at like big deal like don't trip on your shoe on his face you know they treat it like it was the fake slide or something what the heck yeah hey the fake slide's legal by the yeah. way we saw right. Kenny Pickett do it, which is the most second most infuriating football play I've ever seen in my life. 
<laughs> but like I think like you texted us, Ronnie, like after that happened, and I and I mentioned that Tyreek had gotten flagged. I've seen him get flagged, and Mike's right. He had the glove where it gave up it threw up the deuces for him because he was like, Hey, I did what you asked. I'm not doing it. I'm just putting up five fingers. What are you yes. like what are you gonna do about it? So let me play devil's advocate on that. So if he's got this specially designed glove and you're not allowed to celebrate with props, isn't that kind of the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> like he's celebrating with we a need a, prop that's his we glove. Need a middle finger. We need a middle finger glove for Josh. Yeah. So he can yeah. just wave to the refs every time. Uh, I wonder how that would fly. He would get fined for that. Yeah. I guarantee it. Dude, they get fined for wearing the wrong socks. That was a, like, that was a pitiful on. call. Um, but what really, what really, it really hurt our motivation. I think is what it did. Even though yeah. the touchdown counted and all that, and the penalty on a kick, you know who really cares? You know, on a kickoff, isn't that what the penalty was, right? Yeah. For the for the kick, so you didn't lose any points kickoff, there. Yeah. You know, big deal. But but it hurt it hurt our pride a little bit. Like it really <laughs> sucked the fun right out of the whole game, and it was like it was like letting it did a little bit. And- <laughs> And I do wonder when plays like that happen. Like letting a balloon go there. It's like, yeah, are I, you kidding me? Let us play, man. I'm not one to, 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 I mean, if the coach or not coaches, if the referees make a mistake and, or whatever, it, it's being a ref is one of the most difficult things you can do. I've never officiated football, but I've officiated other sports. Uh, it's no fun. First of all, <laughs> I would never can't imagine why anybody wanted to do it for a career, but, um, uh, it don't, makes you that's wonder if problem. sometimes, yeah, if when an official makes a call like that, and then they make a call with the the the, the terrible call and the intentional grounding, if that starts to get in Josh Allen's head or any other player's head, like we can't win a game because these guys are against us. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to think that way, but these guys are still human, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it, things like that just start beating you down constantly. Like, dude, what the hell we got to do to to get you guys on our side? And sometimes it does feel like the calls kind of goes the other team's way. I'm sure that's not, maybe not true. I think it's just officiating just sucks in general. <laughs> but I think Josh I do wonder Allen if maybe that kind of gets in their head a little bit. I think Josh yeah. Allen needs to pull, like pull our crew and make them protect their McNuggets. Everybody who's watched Longest Yard knows what that that's a good joke. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, I, yeah that that might be well, considered, I also, um, go ahead. uh i'm trying to think of the word um bribery <laughs> <laughs> maybe that too I, right, uh, but uh, i did text you guys through this game early and i was like look we got our first pass interference call in god knows how long yeah, I swear, yeah, I, yeah. I like I I genuinely cannot remember the last time since it like before this game that we got a pass interference call because I know it hasn't been it hasn't been like in the last two games three games I mean just like you guys I watch every play of every single game and I can't think of a single time when we got a pass interference called where and everybody's like look at this you know <laughs> just like just like Roy's saying with the cornerback grabbing Gabe's face mask in the end zone, never called the trip, never called. He turned his head completely aside. Yep. Yeah. I actually <laughs> had forgotten about that. Just made that pass. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, 
I, I I'm not blaming the refs for this for this loss. The offense they just disappeared. Mm-mm. It's not the officials' fault. But damn, they. You got to play the refs. You you have to get up a few possessions to just take the refs right out of it. Because if it comes down to a one possession game, there's always that chance that that it, one call is going to screw the yeah. whole game up. And it's hard when you lose by six points. It's hard not to go back to those four calls. Well, we'll throw mm-hmm. the taunting one out because technically it is a penalty, whatever. And, and it really didn't affect much as far as points or anything. I think you're muted again, Casey. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, <laughs> That was rough. I don't got the buzzer ready. <laughs> we got to believe Casey here. Uh, what were you saying, Casey? I don't remember. Just go. Okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but yeah, so when you got a six-point loss and you've got three calls right there, the, the face mask, the tripping, and then the over, the uh, intentional grounding, mm. and you got a six-point loss, that can affect the outcome of the game. And I, I don't I don't know. Well, one I don't know one of them directly all, one of them directly took three points off the board. If Bass makes the kick, but you know, assuming he makes the kick, that right. that 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 ended uh, up grounding directly took three points off the board, knocks it on a three point game. Like uh, in when, hindsight, it not you know, it's just one of those. It took seven like, points. Gabe the Gabe Davis. I mean, if he doesn't get face mask, he might grab that ball with one hand, and that's a touchdown. And if we get that yep. call, we're on the goal line. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There's seven points. And then we're gonna. And then well, we're and gonna. That's... Go ahead. I was just saying, then we're gonna run shotgun for th- three times. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. But hey, it gets three points at least. Um... <laughs> this comment is what friends hey. are for. Yeah, here's the here's my thing. I know. Maybe we just won't I... tell them next time. We'll let them stay muted. <laughs> I know, and just talking to silence. Um, this is another reason why I, I'm not as down on Dorsey and the offense as a lot of people because there are like this team has moved the play or moved the ball. They've they've got the yards to, to show it. The whole DVOA thing, which I'm not a big, I'm not all into that. But on paper, it's an efficient offense. So when you go back and you look at the games, it's a or Dawson, a Dalton Kincaid fumble in the red zone. It's mm. it's a missed face mask. It's a it's a holding penalty on Deion Dawkins. It's just one thing, one little thing here and there that's killing the drive, and they can't recover from that. If they can just get out of their own heads and stop with the the, the turnovers and the penalties, I think this offense can put up thirty plus points without really mm. blinking an eye. I think we've really been humbled to the point where we're just ready to get all fired up. We're going to have a lot of grit going through the rest of the season. Unless the we bills just are, tank. But. The, the bills are like teenage boys. We're very fragile. You know, it's one it's like mentally they're very fragile. Like we, we think we're the toughest, biggest boys on the block. Nobody's going to mess with us, but we're 13 years old. And then that big 17 year old comes by and was like, and who are you? You know, like, and then like you, then we either have two options, you know, we can step up to them, you know, go chest to chest with them and dog it out, or we can whimper, you know, and it seems that's kind of, it it seems like that's kind of the point we're at right now to where it's like, they got like right now they have to make a decision, which way are they going to go? 
Yeah. Let's say they win this weekend and then they lose to the Jets. And then we're sitting at six and five. Let they keep this whole back and forth thing because they haven't lost back to back games this year yet. So if they keep going back and forth and we end up in that seven and six position again, where where would you where would you guys stand on, on this team at that point? I'd rather we lose to the Broncos and beat the Jets. I, I really cannot I cannot imagine <laughs> us losing to the Jets again. For those of you that will be listening on podcast, uh, Casey's face is one of shock. <laughs> we better not lose either of these two games. I understand <laughs> the Jets have been our Achilles heel the last two years. Like it, it, and it's it's wild. You know, every every team has one of those. Like other teams where it's like, you know, that we know you know they're inferior, but for some reason they just don't go away. That's the Jets for us. You know, it's just one of those things like I but we we gotta beat them. We have to beat them for the division, really. We gotta get back to five hundred for the division. Mm-hmm. We have I can't imagine us to. losing to them. Okay. It can't happen. I mean, we lost to the two worst teams of the division. We have one leg up over the better team in our division. Not saying better than us, but the other good team. So yeah. like that's so we lost two games that, you know, like it's kind of okay to lose because we we can't we know we can beat them us the second time beating miami week 17 in miami like basically is going to be for the division and like who's going to be at home in the playoffs and who's going to have to go to the super bowl on the entirely on the road that's huge you know like i i don't know if we can win that game especially with how our defense is like depleted, how our offense is so wishy washy right now. It's it's going to be tough, but okay. we better beat the freaking Jets. We're getting close to to score prediction time, but I want to get a couple of quick what ifs of my own in here, really really fast. First of all, we win the next two. We're sitting at seven and four. We lose to the Eagles in a close game. Are you confident in this team at that point? Are you still like, okay, yeah. we're back on track. This team can get it done. Here we go. Or like, oh crap, we're seven and five. We're still behind the Dolphins. I take that loss against the Eagles and hope that we see them again. That would be the I, Super Bowl. I predicted that we would be losing the Eagles this year. So that, that would be will, the ideal will, situation for me. me. If we lose to them and see them in the Super Bowl, that's a dub. I'm not gonna watch. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able uh, to talk to one of my best here. friends for a while. <laughs> Miami game no, if we go to the playoffs. That's that seems like I mean, a dream to me. Yeah, there's some truth in that for sure. Yeah. It could yes. come down to the playoffs because it's very possible that only one team out of the East come goes to the playoffs, obviously being the division champion. So it definitely mm-hmm. could happen. Um man, I forgot the other what if. Oh, yeah, I, I got it. I got it. All right. This is a good one. What if the Dolphins stumble again and they struggle down the stretch like they did last year? They end up falling behind the Bills, play three games. They get ousted in round one by the Bills. Does McDaniel keep his job? Not even a question. Really? Not, think he, not he'd even be a done. Question. No, not even a question. <laughs> he, he, McDaniel is he's there. He's there. He's going to yeah. be there for a while. So what makes that different from what McDermott's doing right now? He's he's younger. 
he's still only been there. Like this is only his you second year. You can't discriminate year. based on age. Can too. That's a, that's a law. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not for me. Um, not an analysis. Um, I mean, it's only year two. You know, people are still questioning Tua. Is he just the best uh, system quarterback? You know, is is he just Brock Purdy in a better off with a better offensive weapons, faster offensive weapons? You know, it's one of those things. You know, throw Josh and Allen in with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Watch them put up seventy on everybody because nobody nobody can throw a ball as far as Josh. Nobody can run as fast in a straight line as fast as Tyreek and Waddle in the league. So. Just yeah, you know, four four verts every time if that was the team. <laughs> but like it, it's, I think it they would they would cut Tuba before they got rid of uh, McDaniel's. Hmm. All right, I think they think Tua is more limited than uh, as a quarterback than McDaniel's is as a coach. Probably true. Probably true. Mike, we're gonna start with Case or Mike. Go. We're gonna start with Mike. I don't feel like we started with Mike in a while on the score predictions. Uh, and you've already said it's going to be a blowout, so we're expecting a big number here. Twenty-one hmm? twenty. No, I'm gonna. You, you can hold me to that, and I I don't remember. I commented on the show on the, on the chop up last night a score prediction. Uh, this one will be close to that one because I don't remember exactly what it was. It, it might even be the same, but I'm guessing thirty-seven to twenty-three Bills. Okay. And those of you listening, let's get your score predictions in here. I want to see. Yes, I want to see what people's confidence level is right now with this team. Casey, what do you got? Um, I'm thinking. I'm gonna say. Thirty. music. Yeah, pretty much. That's how I feel. I'm gonna say. I'll have to add thirty. Thirty to eight. Uh, we'll call it thirty to. Uh, Come on. I want. I want to say eighteen, but that's unrealistic. Thirty to twenty. Buffalo. We just scored eighteen last week, so. <laughs> I know. It's an anomaly. Yeah, well, in the week before that, Buffalo held. I can't remember who we played, but they held them to eighteen. So that's two weeks in a row that a Bills score has it had an eighteen in it, which is odd. So, all right. So we've got some of these uh, score predictions coming through. So far, people, everybody's picking the Bills, and I think they should. Uh, I'm going to go, obviously, I'm taking the Bills. I'm going to say I'll go 30, 30 to seven, 17, 30 to 17. I was like, That's whoa. That's my score. <laughs> all right. So 30, 20, 30, 17. Thir- I said 37, uh, 23. 23. Mm-hmm. Okay. All bills. I love it. All bills. All right. We're going to get out of here again. Thank you for listening to the Mafia cast. We are part of the Buffalo rumblings podcast network. Appreciate our listeners. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, share. We love you all. We'll see you next week. Go bills. Go bills. Go bills. Tell your friends. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, 
But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 